righty. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to Get Shrekt. Yes, get get Shrekt. Oh, uh, wait, you named this episode. It was uh, Get Shrekt Episode 2, Shrek Boogaloo. Oh, yeah, it was not, It was very something similar to that. Uh, Shrek a do Boogaloo, I don't know. It, it was very much, it had something to do with Boogaloos. Oh, it absolutely did. I feel like, uh, here's the thing, I feel like if you ever make a sequel to something, you, I mean, it has to be Boogaloo. Also, you probably hear some slurping water right now. Uh, <laughs> my dogs are with me, and they're very, uh, they're very excited and obviously thirsty human beings. Which uh, here's your daily reminder: <laughs> Hey, drink some water. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Brayden's dogs, for reminding me. <laughs> so if you hear them throughout the podcast, uh, you're welcome because they're lovely. <laughs> uh, wonderful, wonderful. Well. Uh, just a reminder, my name is Nikki, and um, you might have seen a house fly, maybe even a super fly, but you ain't never seen a donkey fly. Hey, and my name is Brayden, <laughs> and you know what? That is a nice boulder. I really like that boulder. <laughs> oh, yay. Two very good donkey quotes. That's like my, that's hands down, I think one of the best lines in the film, and I'm super excited because, you know, we're jumping into, we're jumping into scene two of Shrek. Mm-hmm. And we see Donkey. Yes, we, we do. We see, you know, if not the most iconic character other than Shrek in this movie, it is absolutely Eddie Murphy's Donkey. Absolutely. I mean, when I think of Shrek, I think of Donkey. Like, and then Shrek. It's very much like Eddie Murphy always credits Shrek as his greatest work of all time he has said it in interview after interview he he loves this film and he does like it's it's so insane to me is that like because i I, i've always been familiar with eddie murphy's work i mean uh like beverly the beverly hills cop franchise is one of my favorites coming to america i think is also a great film and then i mean not to mention like you and i we grew up with haunted mansion and dr doolittle dr doolittle (laughs) and we grew up with um Oh man, now the name is escaping me. Uh, the name of the film is escaping me. <gasps> oh no, I'm so upset. Anyways, but like we wait, grew describe up, it. I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. It's um, man, now I can't even think of what it is. Cause, oh, Big doesn't... Daddy's House. Oh, Big Daddy's yeah. House. Where, like we grew up like watching these films and watching him him be this like silly character and like loving him. And then I don't know. And then like he has such a amazing history of of films and then just to know that like him himself he says this is my favorite thing i've ever done this is the best work that i've ever done in my life like that's awesome i think that's incredible it really is because i mean a lot of actors and like it's getting better nowadays but a lot of actors especially at that time looked down on animation you know like if they if they were you know i i don't know real life actors that's how they yeah Yeah. that's how they looked at it they said oh well this is real acting and this is voice acting and it was two separate things but Mm -hmm. that's not a thing and i think you know both mike myers and eddie murphy really showed up oh absolutely and so did so many other in this of course i mean they have such a i mean they both had such a background with saturday night live and i think one of the coolest things that we didn't mention this last time but one of the coolest things about shrek itself as an animated feature is they were recording the whole time 
And so, you know, whether Eddie Murphy or uh, uh, Mike Myers, whether they were just riffing off of each other or just, like, riffing off of other things, like, there would be things that would make it into the movie that they mm-hmm. had never thought of before. And I think mm-hmm. that's, I think that's what's un, un, just another thing that's amazing about this movie and having yeah. the, those like two like comedy geniuses in it. It was a testament to how well they work together too. Oh, for sure. Like 100%. that. I think alone they would have been wonderful on their own, but together it was magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of magic, Brayden, um, we get to see some fairy tale creatures in this we scene. Do there's so many, which yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense. We live in a world of fairy tale creatures, but exactly. But no, there are there are a lot of like shout outs to just all these fairy tale creatures. Which ones did you notice at first? I mean, there's a few that you definitely notice right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, well, but. I it's kind of hard not to notice poor uh, the three bears. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mama gosh. bear and Papa bear in uh, one cage and baby bear all alone in yeah, another. This cage is too it's small. Too small. <laughs> it's so sad. It just like breaks my heart. Right? I mean, yeah. So we see them. We see like the seven dwarves, you know, we see mm-hmm. even though they're not really the seven dwarves, but they're <laughs> singing a song for sure. Mm-hmm. The one that really like hurt me was Pinocchio. Like, Geppetto, what are you doing? You're selling your own son? Oh my god, it's awful. If, if you listen close enough to like mm-hmm. right as uh Geppetto hands over Pinocchio, you hear Pinocchio yell, "Father, don't. Don't let <gasps> them do this." And it is so Yeah, yeah. That's the worst. Oh my gosh, Geppetto, how dare you? I I love that this movie isn't a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Disney animation is incredible. They've mm-hmm. won awards for reasons. Mm-hmm. But this movie can get dark. Oh, yeah. these There are just some things that Disney cannot get away with. Exactly. And so, like, that moment specifically, I was like, oh, oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hurt. I think another thing, too, that uh, I really noticed was I, I, I did kind of a deep dive because obviously we know, we know the story of Pinocchio. We know mm-hmm. the story of the seven dwarves. And then we also see, which... Another thing that's really fucked up, Peter Pan is selling Tinkerbell. Yeah. Like, that's real fucked up, Peter. What are you doing with your life? Um, listen, he ended up, he grew up, and he's got bills to pay, okay? So, <laughs> It's crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, no, um, that's horrible. Anyways, but yeah, so I was, I, I was doing a deep dive into, um, some of these, uh, you know, fairy tale creatures, like like I said, we know the story of Pinocchio, we know the story of Peter Pan, the Seven Dwarves, blah 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 blah. We don't know the story of Donkey and where does Donkey come from? And I was like, is he an original character? Is he actually um, in some things? And I actually I, I found a nice little Wikipedia page. Um, oh, good. There is a there is a Grimm's fairy tale uh, that is entitled The Donkey. And basically the whole synopsis of this is uh, a king and a queen end up having, uh, giving birth to a son who is a donkey. And they raise him as a donkey, and then the donkey goes off, and he learns how to, like, play the lute, and he's, like, this great musician. And then he goes to this kingdom, and uh, the ki- that king of the kingdom takes him in, and then he's like, oh, I want to marry your daughter. And he's like, yeah, sure, go for it. And then... On their wedding night, 
when they go to like do the do the thing that you yes, do on yes. a wedding night, yes. right? Yep. He takes off his donkey skin and has been a boy the whole time? You're telling me he's a real boy? He's a, he's a real boy. <laughs> but no, I just found that one I found that very disturbing. <laughs> I found that story very disturbing. What? Did he have to Hold on. Okay. Let's let's think about the logic here. Oh, for sure. Did did he just like pop out wearing a donkey suit? Did he have to get a new one every couple years when he grew? Like You know, I don't know. I think it's very from what I understand from reading the synopsis, it's kind of like beauty and beauty and the beast esque oh okay but here's the thing after him and his now wife do the thing in the morning he puts back he puts on the donkey suit again like he doesn't stay as a boy or a handsome youth is what they call it but he puts the skin back on and then the whole the end of the story spoiler alert the end of the story the king finds out that he's actually a a kid in a donkey costume and the king steals the donkey costume and like convinces him convinces him like hey like you don't have to be a donkey anymore just like be a dude and the dude's like okay and that's the end of the story i want to know what this donkey suit is a metaphor for you know like what what is what is Maybe, the donkey suit. You know, we're about to get real, real <laughs> metaphysical here. Uh, maybe uh, it's, Hey, we're going. Let's go. Maybe it's symbolizing that even if you're born one way, you have the right and the, I don't know, courage to transform into who you want to be. And you shouldn't use that layer of who you were born as. To cover up who you truly are. Huh. Well, thank you. <laughs> you should have a TED Talk. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll, I'll try to figure something out. I'll try to submit something to them. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> real quick, I do want to say this. I found a really interesting fan theory about Donkey, which mm-hmm. I've never thought of before. But Bring it on. Donkey is a part of the Pinocchio universe. Okay. Like, Donkey and Pin- uh, Pinocchio know each other because in Pinocchio, when they go mm. to that, the, the, the island or the circus thing or whatever, because they start smoking and drinking and like swearing and stuff, they all turn to donkeys, right? So I, I found that fan oh theory very gosh. interesting that, that donkey is a part of the Pinocchio like franchise, I guess. You know, you're not the only one that found a fan theory about that. <gasps> um, and I think... Yours actually leads pretty well into the one that I found, too. Yes, give it to me. Which is that Donkey used to be a human. Oh, oh, 100%. And here's why. Because when the old woman who um, is selling Donkey brings Donkey up, is like, yeah, I got a talking Donkey. The guards are like, if you can prove it, like talking Donkey, are you kidding? Where, like, there are talking bears to the right, talking pigs right behind mm-hmm. them. There's talking animals everywhere. It is clear that that is a part of this universe. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. So why are they drawing the line at donkeys? Yeah, why is it so hard to believe that a donkey can also talk? Because he's not a real donkey. Hmm, yeah, no, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So I yes, like that. Donkey was a little boy from the Pinocchio universe who went yeah. to that island yeah. and got stuck as a donkey. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Oh, gosh. maybe one day we'll in Shrek twelve, he'll take his donkey suit off. <laughs> maybe we'll get a Shrek prequel. Ooh, can we, can we call it a Shriekwell, but spelled S H R E K? Yes. U E L. Yeah, that's it. Shrekwell, I guess, would technically be more <laughs> more more appropriate. <laughs> All right, DreamWorks, um, you know how to find me. Um. <laughs> you know how to find us at our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. At Shrek, get yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, here's a here's something that I also found interesting just about that scene alone is I mean we talked about all of the fairy tale references, but then there's also a reference to Dumbo. There's a really awesome Dumbo reference, mm-hmm. and you actually said it in the opening in our in our little intro. Is that you have? I know you've seen the horse fly. I know you've seen the super fly, but you haven't seen a donkey fly. And I just like <laughs> it's just like ah, there they go. There's there goes DreamWorks ripping on Disney again. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do best, though. Oh, one hundred percent. No, I mean they. <laughs> I mean. They could definitely can get away with it. <laughs> they absolutely can get away with it. I will yep. say though, I did I did find something that when they were getting ready to release Shrek, they made sure to sit down with not only their own lawyers, but they also showed it to Disney's lawyers to be like, "Hey, here's what we're doing. You can't sue us because we did show it to you." Oh yeah. Well, I, you gotta do that because I mean, if you're gonna make jokes. Disney, if if a company like Disney sues you, you're done. You're done. <laughs> you done. And Shrek was like one of the first or the first of like this venture for DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. So like it would have ended it right then. Oh, and there. one hour. Yeah, <laughs> no, we probably would not have seen this film if they weren't just like mm, maybe we should show this to Disney. Yeah. And just like let them know. Yeah. Hey, yo, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, Walt. Check this out. Uh, oh. Oh, um, okay, so I have um, a little fun fact for you. Ooh, let me hear it. We talked about the old woman who, and that's who, what she's credited as. I'm not being mean. She's credited as the old woman, the one who sells donkey. Mm-hmm. Um, she was voiced by Kathleen Freeman. Uh, and you might know that name. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was uh, mo- like most notably known probably for her role on the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, she also played the teacher at the very beginning of Hocus Pocus. Like when they're in like oh, the classroom. That's a callback. I, it is. I gotta rewatch that movie. I know. I, it, I'll, I'll know I'll know I know who you're talking about, but yeah. I just can't picture it in my mind. And this is another one of those kind of like niche shows. I was way into it, but some people might not have been. As told by Ginger. <gasps> yes. She yes. played Mrs. Gordon, so Ugh. I that, love that show. That was my favorite. Such a good show. But so, oh. yeah, Kathleen Freeman um, coming in with her last appearance before her death here in Shrek. Right. I did. I You know what? I did see that. It was mm-hmm. like like only a few months after. Four months. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. So incredibly sad. But, but I an remember... incredible, incredible credit to go out on. Because, I oh. mean, how many millions of people have seen this movie now? Oh. and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know I personally love to quote the 
I can talk. I love to talk. I'm the talkingest damn thing you ever saw. <laughs> yes! Which is an yes, iconic so line. And so thank you, oh. Kathleen Freeman, for that line and your performance. Yes, you were astounding. Well, then, you know, once we once we get out of this whole, you know, auction, we finally get the you know, first introduction to the mm-hmm. di- di- the dynamic duo. Scooch over, Batman and Robin, because here comes Shrek yeah. and Donkey. And it's just so good. I think, like, um, I think one of the main things, which it actually comes later in the scene, but one of the f- things that stuck out to me was, you know, Donkey, Donkey to Shrek is annoying as a, as a person because he, every person he comes in, in contact with is automatically afraid of him mm-hmm. automatically but one of the things that shrek does he does his whole scream thing he screams he makes faces at donkey and donkey just sits there and the first thing that donkey says is he's like well if that ain't gonna scare anybody your breath sure will <laughs> and he's i mean the look and you know props to the animators for this but like the look on shrek's face is just this this amalgamation of confusion and but also excitement like wait this person isn't scared of me wait this person isn't scared of me yeah like, like this is the right, longest this donkey isn't scared of me you know the longest somebody has stayed around yeah absolutely like that's incredible but yeah i think i i mean props like i said props to the animators for that because i think that's just an amazing it's just an amazing thing to see is that shrek is just so confused but also there's just this like i don't know there's just a look of like happiness of like oh wow there's somebody that isn't actually scared of me and is like holding a conversation with me yeah and that's why I, like i keep saying that's why i love this movie so much but that's why i love this movie so much no, for real it's because real. like there are legitimate emotions in this mm-hmm. film there are Absolutely. actual struggles that Trek is going through that's, you know, deeper than most kids' movies go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I think one of the biggest things, too, is that uh, Tic Tacs are confirmed for the world of Shrek. <laughs> that is canon in this tic-tacs world. Are, Tic Tacs exist, and I am very curious to know what your favorite flavor of Tic Tacs are. Oh, wintergreen. Oh, really? You're a wintergreen kind of person? Are I'm those a the, Are those the green ones or the white ones? The green... No, no, no. The green ones are the spearmint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. That's the one I like, then. Okay, so you like the green ones? Nah, I'm like... I always ate... T- I ate Tic Tacs as a kid, and when I say I ate Tic Tacs, I'm not like... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't use them for breath mints. Nah, no. they were candy. Like, oh, I yeah. ate them. 100%. And I was like... I was ride or die the orange ones. Oh, like, no! Orange ones no. ride or die. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you were one of, of them. <laughs> yeah, ride or die. I was like, orange <laughs> all the way, baby. Oh, see, like... Oh, gosh. Quick tangent. Every time I've had Tic Tacs, like, the orange ones never left me feeling like my breath was fresh. Oh, yeah, that's not the point of them. (laughs) But at least when I, you know, sat down and ate an entire box of spearmint in one sitting, I still (laughs) felt like I could go, like, smile at someone. Right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Uh, I love Tic Tacs. Anyways, love Tic Tacs. Did not know that about you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm an orange Tic Tac kind of person. (laughs) 
um, something that I did notice, though, um, and, you know, you can go back and look at this. And for all of our listeners, if you are watching Shrek along with us, uh, check this out. I believe it starts at uh, 7 minutes and 16 seconds. Um, this is when the guards start to approach Shrek and Donkey, and the lead guard takes out this scroll from Farquaad and kind of starts um, explaining to Shrek what's going on. Before Shrek starts approaching, you see the guards, and you see that their shadows are angled off to the right, meaning that the sun is placed to the left of them, like, le- you know, behind the camera, but to the left of the camera, where the camera would be. As soon as Shrek starts approaching, his shadow is directly in front of him and overshadowing the the knights or the guards, whatever you want to call them. So, are there two sons? Because <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs> but no, I did see that. I did see that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, animation. What are you doing? You're spending too much time uh, showering your interns in mud. <laughs> you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention to that sunlight. They couldn't get the interns to, to help them work out that scene because yeah, they no. were too busy. When, uh, when a new intern uh, stepped in, they just stood in a different place and they were just like, is the sun supposed to be here? And they were like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I did see that and I was like, ah, well, you win some, you lose some. Oh, interesting you know there was one thing that i wanted to touch on and i completely forgot it's at the very beginning of this scene sure, sure, uh, sure. so let's backtrack a little bit absolutely insert rewind sounds i probably won't <laughs> there it is All that's right. it hey that's... we're at the beginning of the episode welcome guys welcome hey, to get tracked <laughs> um, at the very beginning of this scene we see the flyer the wanted fairy tale creatures flyer Mm-hmm. And there's a, a picture of, like, a gnome. Two things. Mm. One, that gnome looks high as fuck. <laughs> I mean, you So know. please go back and look at that, everyone, because... I mean, you know, what are you going to do when you're so low to the ground? You know, you just... <laughs> you gotta you get, high. get high all the time. <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> joke. Thank you. You want to smoke that dank swamp weed. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second thing... Why a gnome? There's so many other options of fairy tale creatures. Why do you think they chose a gnome? Well, does Farquaad have that specific anger against hmm. short people? I mean, he definitely does. But oh, yeah. uh, here's here's my here's my reasoning, because it's it's Gnaton Gnelf. It's Gnata Gdorf. <laughs> It's a gnome, and you've been gnomed. Sorry, I just had to meme there for a second. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. Ew, we just did that at the same time. <laughs> I mean, that's why both of our last names are Tuttle, right? That's fair. I, you know, I've seen the musical, so I had a little bit of backstory there, too. But when I watched this again, I was like, why did he put a gnome on that flyer? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's because yeah. he doesn't like short people. Yep. He doesn't, even though he himself is short. Yes, and uh, spoiler alert for those of you that uh, haven't watched Shrek. Yeah, come on. What are you doing? doing? (laughs) Okay, now we can fast forward again. Yes, let's 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 fast forward again. 
I can't make the same sound you did, so we'll, let's just say we... <laughs> All right, guys, we're... Oh, I didn't know where you wanted to start, Nicole, so I guess <laughs> insert where we want to start here. I have a game for you, Brayden. Oh, yes, I love games. Yep. Let's do it. All right, so uh, for this game, I okay. am putting you in the role of one of the guards mm. of Duloc. Oh, yes. And you are specifically one of the guards that is in charge of buying fairy tale creatures. <sighs> okay. All right. So here's what's going to happen. All right. I'm going to give you a set amount of shillings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come up and I'm going to bring you a couple different fairy tale creatures. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're going to have to tell me how much I get for this fairy tale creature. Okay, cool. Uh, what exactly is the uh, exchange ratio of shillings to dollars? <laughs> I don't know. What do we want it to be? Uh, we'll just do one. One shilling equals one dollar. We'll keep it simple. Because both of us were theater people. Yes, so. and math sucks. <laughs> All right. We are in the mindset now, okay? You are a guard. Okay, you... I'm a guard. You're, you know, Farquaad's always in your ear yelling at you, and mm-hmm. he just gave you this really, really important mission to go and mm-hmm. buy all of the fairy tale creatures. But he did specifically say, don't pay more than they're worth. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Got it. You have 100 shillings all right, 100. to divvy out. Cool. All right. So I'm going to come up with one. <clears throat> so I, I walk up with, and uh, I have next to me. What looks to be a uh, an elf of sorts. Ooh, an elf of sorts. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, this is my guard. This is my guard voice. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what can this elf do? Ah, uh, you know this elf. Uh, this elf can do flips. Hmm. All right. What uh, what kind of flips? Like front flips, back flips. Oh no no flips. no 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 pancake flips! Oh oh, he's a sh- they're a chef. Uh huh. Yep. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah. Is it just pancakes, or can they like flip an omelet? Nah nah, just pancakes. Just we, pancakes. You all don't right. want to see what happens when he tries the omelet. Mm, okay, all right. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, for the pancake flipping elf, uh, I'll give you five shillings. All right, all right, I'll take it. Yeah, five shillings. There you go. <laughs> All right, so that was an easy one to start off with. Yeah, it's a pretty simple one. Yeah, right. yeah. All right, uh, I got 95 shillings left. Next person comes up. Okay. And has with them a goose in their mm. hands. Okay. Comes forward and kind of sets it down on your table. What a. What's up with the geese? My goose here, my goose can sing. Ah, what, uh, is it, what, what are we talking about? We talk about a bass, a baritone, a tenor. All of them. And top 40 hits, I'm telling you. Top 40, huh? Yeah. What decade of top 40? Oh, please, the best decade. Yeah, the 80s. 80s. <laughs> Easy. 20 shillings. There you go. Don't even have to hear it sing. Here you go. You take the goose and it's like singing living on a prayer as you put it in the truck. Hell yeah. 
throw that thing in there. Actually, you know what? I, it does. It's not even going in the cage. It's going up front with me. <laughs> you don't even need a radio in your carriage. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'm gonna keep this one for myself. At this point, Nicole, I know we're doing a Shrek podcast where you talk about Shrek, but I feel like we're just playing D and D right now. <laughs> We're just playing Dungeons and Dragons at this point. You've all been hoodwinked. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our actual play podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, next episode is when we'll introduce you to our characters. <laughs> You're actually playing Shrek and I'm playing Donkey. Yes, please. That's, that's what it is. Then. <laughs> the next karaoke night we have to do a Shrek and Donkey duet. I'm always down. Small tangent here. Uh, so the song that uh, Donkey sings to Shrek in this scene, uh, I'm all alone with no one here beside me, but you gotta have friends. Um, that's another pop culture reference, if you did not know that. Uh, mm -hmm. it is, uh, the song is called Friends, and it is sung by the lovely and always just astounding Bette Midler. That's a Bette Midler song. That is a Bette Midler song. Granted, I don't know if it's an original Bette Midler song, but she, I, I, from what I understand, she's the most famous person to sing that song. Oh, that, yes. that's awesome. I yeah. love Bette Midler. Just a little Bette Midler ditty. That's a very good, um, it's a very good song, a very apt song for Donkey to sing at this point, too, because, mm -hmm. I mean, he, he's so cheery for somebody oh, for who sure. just got sold. Oh, yeah. That's like, very true. Well, I mean, you made a new friend. You made a new friend. A friend that protected him. Yeah, exactly. Which hasn't probably hasn't happened in a while. I mean, his last owner just tried to sell him away. And now, exactly. You know, he's this very, like, very strong and <laughs> ogre creature and just protects him. And, you know, I think that, again, I think it's just, like, it's such it's such a testament to their friendship as we see as the the film goes on donkey you know becomes his own person he doesn't necessarily rely on shrek you know towards the end of the film but there's always that dynamic of you know it started out as shrek taking care of donkey but then it evolved into them taking care of each other which i think is which i think is incredible yeah and you know what? Um, I think that's actually a really good note to uh, leave episode two on. And uh, episode three picks up where we enter Shrek's swamp for the first time with Donkey. Yes. yes. So, so excited. Um, so excited to talk about this scene. I can't wait. Thank you all so much if you've <laughs> stuck around this long. Yes. Thank you so very much. Uh, maybe next time you won't hear my dogs, but if you do, consider it a treat. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for getting Shrek'd with us today. See you next time. See you next time.